BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stephen James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stephen James from Project Life Mastery and today I'm gonna share with you how to create wealth even if you have no money at all right now. In fact, I'm gonna share with you and break down 10 steps for creating wealth that if you apply these steps, can radically transform your life and literally allow you to become a multimillionaire in a matter of years. Now, I'm not talking about overnight, it's not gonna be a get rich quick or anything like that, but I'm talking about becoming a multimillionaire in five years, or maybe 10 years, or even 15 years is a short amount of time if you apply the steps of what I'm gonna share with you, and that's a lot faster than the traditional approach, which I know you know, you've heard of it before, that if right now you save and invest a couple hundred bucks a month, month after month, year after year, that money starts to compound, and in 40 years, when you're 65 years old and you can retire, then you're finally wealthy and you can enjoy your life. That's not what I'm talking about. Now, there's nothing wrong with that approach. I've done that approach, I teach that approach. It's a great approach, but I'm really speaking to those of you that are watching this right now that are like myself that don't wanna wait that long. You know, I wanted to figure out how can I become wealthy in my 20s, or my 30s, or my 40s, or even 50s. And there's plenty of people out there that you can find them on YouTube, you can find them, you know, especially with social media today, kids that are in their 20s and their 30s or 40s that are multimillionaires. What are they doing? What are the strategies and what are the steps that are duplicatable that anybody can follow that can lead to that kind of result and that kind of lifestyle? That's really what I wanna focus on today. Now the steps of what I'm gonna share with you, they're not easy, but they are simple. And I'm gonna share with you guys the psychology behind it as well, not just the mechanics, because one important thing that I've learned is that 80% of your success, 80% of wealth is gonna be your psychology, and only 20% is gonna be the mechanics. 
And a lot of people, they want to know how to become wealthy in terms of what can I do? What's the business? What's the idea? What's the investment that I can make? Just tell me that so that I can you know, just do that and I'll become wealthy. The get rich quick, the magic bullet, that's what they're looking for. But listen, I don't want to just give you a fish and feed you for a day. I want to teach you how to fish so that you can feed yourself for a lifetime and that your success and your wealth is something that you've created and you get the confidence and the pride and the joy and the growth and the ability to contribute from that. Um, but it's something that you can duplicate again and again. So I've broken this down, these 10 steps. might be a little bit of a long video because I really thought what my outcome is. My outcome here today is not just to give you information, it's to change your life. I mean, really, that's why I'm doing what I do. That's what I do, what I do here on Project Life Mastery. I want to give you practical ideas and strategies, but I'd be cheating you if I neglected the foundation, which is what I know most people that are watching or listening to this right now really need to master. So I've got these 10 steps. I want to share some stories from my life so that's more relatable as well, some examples, so I might take a little bit more time really going deeper into some of these aspects because I think that some of you guys really, really need it. Some of you guys might be at a certain stage already. You might be able to skim through that. That's great. But I broke it down into four stages. The first stage is the foundation and that's really your strategy, your psychology, mindset, as well as the habits. Because a lot of people, they try to create wealth by starting a business or by investing, but they haven't mastered the inner game. And it's the inner game that produces the outer results. You know, it's what's underground that produces, you know, if, you, if you're going to plant a tree, plant some seeds, it's the roots that allow the tree to grow and prosper and produce the fruits, which are the results. So it's what's underground that produces what's above ground. And a lot of people, they don't really focus on that. A lot of people don't talk about that. And I think it's so important because otherwise a lot of people, they are spinning their wheels. They're taking action or they start a business or they implement this idea but they sabotage it. They're taking two steps forward, two steps back, and they don't really get anywhere. They have limiting beliefs. They have inner conflicts. They have all these things within themselves that are not resolved that even if there's an incredible opportunity right there in front of them, they can't take advantage of it. They can't execute it. They can't prosper from it. And then meanwhile, you see people that don't have those inner conflicts. They're already optimized for success. They have the same opportunity. Let's say it's to build a business on Amazon. They take advantage of it and they go on, they prosper because they had their inner game sorted out. So there's an inner game component and that's really the first stage of what we're gonna focus on. The second stage is the grind or the hustle stage. Now, <laughs> I know many of you guys are like, oh my God, I don't wanna grind, I don't wanna hustle. But you knew this was coming, of course, that there's no success, there's no wealth unless you go through that stage. You are gonna have to work your ass off. You are gonna have to have an idea or a strategy or a vehicle for creating wealth and take massive action towards it. There's no way around it, but what determines whether or not you do that and go through it is gonna be the first stage, which is gonna be around your mindset. Because if you have the right mindset, everything else that follows is gonna be a lot easier. So obviously you need the right mindset to sacrifice and to grind and to hustle, to give up some of your free time and put that into creating your wealth and to take in certain steps. So that's why I really put the mindset beyond before the grind and the hustle. The third stage is the investing stage. And this is a stage that, not that you can't do these stages earlier on in your, in your journey, but it's a stage that once you have money, it's so much easier to make money. This is the stage that I'm in right now. I don't need to grind, I don't need to hustle. Sometimes I only work 10 or 15 hours a week. Sometimes more if there's a project I'm really excited about, but I can often make more money through investing than I can in my own business. 
This is really where you can create large sums of money without as much effort because that's the goal is to work smarter, not harder. If you're still working your ass off and hustling and grinding, not unless you love it, it's your passion. If you're still having to do that, then you're not learning how to leverage yourself. You're not learning how to make your money work for you. You're not being intelligent about it. You want to figure out how you can get more results with less effort. And so that's a key stage that you really got to master. And the fourth one is what I call optimization. And this is when you're going to optimize, for example, your taxes. Because the biggest expense you're ever going to pay for in your life is going to be in taxes. You know, some people ask me, why did you move from Canada all the way to Panama? Well, one of the reasons was tax optimization. You know, being in Panama, I can literally save millions of dollars and have in taxes. And that's allowed me to accelerate my net worth in, you know, what normally would have taken me years if I'm living in a place like Canada or some places in the U.S. and I'm paying half of my income in taxes. It's going to take me a lot longer to me get to where I am right now based on the decision that I made. Now, there's tax strategies that are available as well as learning how to diversify your investments and your money and learning how to allocate it effectively. There's an optimization phase that you have to always be working on once you're at a certain stage. So we're going to be covering that as well. So I'm really laying the groundwork right now for you guys to be hooked to watch this video because this is not like a normal video that you're going to find on YouTube or a podcast. This is a training. This is something that hopefully you'll be compelled enough to take some notes and write down and actually apply what I'm sharing with you because again, my outcome is not to give you information, it's to change your life because information is not gonna do it. Information plus action can radically transform your life. So I wanna make sure you actually apply these steps of what I'm gonna share with you. Now, I wanna actually share with you something real quick that I found on CNBC recently is an article, I'll put it up here. It says, here's the net worth Americans say you need to be considered wealthy. I thought this was useful because um, and relevant to this video because um, you know the talk the topic we're discussing is wealth, but how much money is considered to be wealthy, let's say in the United States. And this is what this article says: Millennials, ages 24 to 39, considered being wealthy would be 1.4 million dollar net worth. Generation X, which is ages 44 to 55, would be 1.9 million. And baby boomers, ages uh, 56 to 74, two and a half million dollars, and you'd be considered wealthy. Now, those are large sums of money. But, you know, I want to share with you an experience that I had when I was 27 years old. I became a millionaire in net worth. And it was an amazing experience to have crossed that threshold, that milestone, because my goal in my 20s was to become a millionaire at 30. But honestly, I, I achieved that goal with some mixed feelings because once I made a million bucks, I also realize it's not that much. And I know that might be sound crazy to you listening or watching to this based on where you might live in the world, but you know, it's all relative to your environment. And from someone that's you know, been born and raised in Vancouver, Canada, and it's a very expensive city, one of the most expensive in the world, and you look at real estate and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, if I were to even buy a condo, you know, a thousand square feet, 1,500 square, I can't even buy that for a million bucks. And so part of me was like, well, a million bucks is not enough. I mean, if I want to live in Vancouver, you know, I got to, you know, spend a couple million dollars on a home. Or if I want to live in Los Angeles or New York or one of these major cities, of course, your money can get you a lot further if you move further out or live in a certain part of the world. But part of me realized, you know, a million bucks is not what it used to be. You know, back when I was a kid in the 90s, you know, a million bucks is like, oh my gosh, this crazy amount of money, but there's inflation and, you know, you know, and things like that, that can kind of change that. So I want you guys to think a little bit bigger than that, but of course it's up to you to define what is wealth for you. How much money 
do you really need? And how much money is gonna be the goal that you wanna to strive towards? And the first step that I wanna share with you is gonna be related to this because the first step in creating wealth is knowing what your vision is and what your purpose is. Because if you don't know what your vision is, meaning the lifestyle that you wanna live, the life you wanna have, if you don't start there and know what that is, then you're never gonna figure out how much money you actually need. You're not gonna have a target that you can move towards. Oftentimes, a lot of people, they have a target that just keeps moving. And it's very frustrating because they don't really know what they're after. And what changed my life with this step is I decided in my early 20s, I'm gonna write out what is my ideal day. And I took out a journal, I wrote out where would I live? You know, if I could live anywhere in the world, where would that be? And I just really allowed myself to use my imagination and not doubt myself. I went to a mindset of possibilities. Anything is possible, almost like when you're a kid. I want you to imagine you're a kid and you ask, your ki you ask a kid, what do you wanna be when you grow up? They're gonna have no limitations. They're gonna say, I wanna be an astronaut. I wanna be the president. I wanna be the owner of a big company. But oftentimes as we get older, we experience pain and frustrations and disappointments, then we shrink and we don't like to think big because we don't wanna be disappointed. And if you think small and you settle in your life, then you're never gonna create wealth. So to create your vision, you know, I decided what's my perfect day, where would I live? You know, I'd live in this beautiful home in this mansion on the beach and I'd have another home in Vancouver, you know, a penthouse there and I'd have more than one home and I'd drive this car and you know, this is the person that I'd be living with and you know, this is um, what I do with my day and my time and have all this freedom and abundance to pursue my passions and my hobbies, I'll be able to make a difference. I'll be able to do this, this, and this, and this. And by writing that out and creating that vision, it created the possibility and, and part of the reason and purpose about why I wanted to create wealth. Because without a vision, people perish. If you don't have a vision, if you don't have a compelling future, you're not gonna go through the other nine steps. So it first starts with knowing what you want, what's the vision, because based on that, the vision you have for your life, and I'm talking about 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, okay, this is more long-term. It's not like a goal over the next 30 days or the next, the next year. I'm talking 10, 20 years from now. So much is possible when you think in terms of that horizon. That's why you can think big. But by knowing what that is, some of these other steps that I'm gonna share with you are gonna make sense because some of you guys have this incredible vision for your life of being a multimillionaire, but unfortunately, the vehicle that you've chosen the job, the career that you're pursuing right now is just not gonna get you there. And so we need to know that first because the other steps of figuring out what vehicle that you gotta create or apply or master that's gonna actually lead to that life. That's why I decided not to go to university because I knew that there was no job out there that was gonna allow me to become a multimillionaire. Most jobs out there at best would allow me to make a six-figure salary, which is great, but was not gonna lead to the lifestyle of what my vision was. So I had to choose a different vehicle, which was business, and we'll get into that, okay? So I want you to think, what's your vision? And one thing you could do to make this real is create a vision board. You know, I remember doing this in my early 20s. It was so much fun where I went through magazines and I went on the internet, found pictures, and I just kind of printed them out and cut them out from magazines, and I put them on this, this poster, and this is the house I was gonna live in, and this is the car I'm gonna drive, and this is the vacations that I'm gonna go on and where I'm gonna stay and the experiences I wanna have. And by doing that, it made it more real and more exciting because then I could focus on it every day and have a visual representation of that. So if you don't have a vision board, I recommend you do that. It's a lot of fun to do. You can do it on a date or with your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, if you like. It's a fun you know, arts and craft activity that you can do. 
Uh, I even took it a step further and realized I can use technology. I can take little video clips from YouTube and I can edit together an iMovie and put together this vision, this vision trailer, you know, that would have all these video clips of different commercials or different, you know, homes or whatever it is. And I can watch that every single day and that would keep me focused on what I want and get me excited and get me motivated to strive towards it. So you could do that and you could even take it a step further and do what I, what I call dream building where you actually go to open houses. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do because uh, you can find an open house for a five or $10 million home, go on Sunday, go check it out, browse around, get a feel of what it'd be like to live in that place and you get to experience it a little bit and that will make it more exciting for you as well. Or you can go to the car dealership and you can take a Tesla for a test drive or you can take a Ferrari for a, a test drive if you'd like to and get a taste of that and that makes it more real for you as well. So vision comes first and then the other part of the step is knowing your purpose. Why do you want to create wealth? Because the difference between someone that does and someone that doesn't, if you ever wonder why, why do I have this desire to create wealth and then my friends and family, they're just complacent, they're satisfied in life, they are comfortable and they have no desire for it. Vision and purpose. You know, someone that pursues wealth, they have that vision that excites them but they also have the purpose, they have the reasons why it's important to them. And they've made it so important for them in their life that they're willing to go through the grind and the hustle and the sacrifice and the challenges to give up their evenings, their weekends, do whatever it takes versus the person that doesn't have the vision or that doesn't have a purpose or a why, they're not gonna do it, right? So you've gotta have that. And oftentimes, a lot of people, their why is not strong enough and so they give up. You know, they experience failure or disappointment and they let the pain of that overwhelm them so much where they don't even try ever again. But the person that has a strong enough why, even if they experience pain, they, still, they, they, they fail forward, they keep moving forward because they want it badly enough. So that's why I put this as the first step. You really gotta master this. You gotta take some time and write out, what is my vision? Write it out in your journal. Why do I want this? Why is this important to me? You know, for me, one of the reasons, I had many reasons, but one of the reasons was my family struggled financially growing up. We never had much money. Uh, I was always not able to do other certain things that other kids were able to do and that was painful for me. Uh, I also remember my parents actually went through a bankruptcy and it was one of the most painful things that they went through and our whole family went through. We actually built this beautiful house. My dad was in construction, built our dream house and had to sell it and you know, had to sell it way below what he was expecting to because the market wasn't doing well and we had to move into this crappy old house that we had to rent that's all we could afford and it was just one of the most painful things and seeing my parents fight and argue and yell that affected me as a kid and I made a decision that I'm never going to go through that again and my kids will never go through that. I'm going to make sure that I figure out how to become wealthy in my life so that my kids can have a better life than I did and my grandkids and I can create a legacy even beyond my life and change for many generations you know, uh, my great, great, great grandkids, their experience of life because of the decisions that I can make and what I can do in my lifetime. That was a huge motivator for me. Oftentimes, my most painful moments, your pain can be part of your purpose and compel you even further. Your mess, your challenges, your adversity, often those are the people that are the most motivated and the most driven. That's part of your advantage. I used to find every little thing that was painful and use that as motivation. I remember one time, Quick story, I 
was traveling around Southeast Asia and I went to Cambodia and I didn't have much money. In fact, I determined that I could live in Southeast Asia a lot cheaper than what it costs to live in Vancouver. I was traveling around and living off about $1,500 to $2,000 a month, and um, which is a lot cheaper than living in Vancouver. So I was traveling around, I was working on my online business, didn't have much money, but I was in Cambodia, I was in Phnom Penh, the capital there, and I was living in this shitty guest house. And it was like a hostel that had no air conditioning. It was just like a brown room, no window or anything like that. It was so hot. And I was into fitness and I'd find ways to sneak inside these hotel gyms, right? Because I wanted to get a good workout in and find a good gym. And hotels often have nice gyms. And I remember going to this one hotel that I used their gym. And I went to the front desk. It was so beautiful. It was a luxury hotel. I went to the front desk and I said, how much does it cost to stay here for one night? And the hotel clerk said, $300 a night. And I was blown away, because I was spending 20 bucks a night to stay at the hostel that I was. $300 a night just blew my mind how that was even a possibility. But I left that in pain, frustrated, that, oh my gosh, I'm living this life, I've been given this great gift, and I can't experience life fully. I can't experience the best of what life has to offer. What kind of life is this? What a disappointment of my life if I go my whole life and I never get to experience you know, being able to stay in a place like that or be able to experience the, 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 the best food at the best restaurants from the best chefs in the world of their creation that I get to enjoy and experience the pleasure of. Or be able to travel and be able to experience this or do that or be able to give or contribute. For me, I created so much pain living a life of limitation because I was like, that's not a way to live life. I want to get the max experience in my life. That same trip in Cambodia, I remember I went to Angkor Wat. So beautiful. It's one of the wonders of the world. And I was, you know, exploring that area. And I remember one day I decided, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give 20 bucks to some to, to a kid. Uh, because part of being in Cambodia and some of these countries, you actually have a lot of poor people come up to you. A lot of kids come up and ask you for money and put things in perspective, because even though I was struggling relative to them, I was very wealthy. The fact that I was from Canada is something that I don't take for granted. It's a huge privilege that I had. So um, I remember though being there and I said, you know, I'm going to give 20 bucks. That's all I have to give and still survive the rest of my trip. And I just wanted to teach myself to be abundant, not live in scarcity. And so I remember I found this one kid and I gave him $20 and I made his day. But what I didn't realize, there was these other kids that saw that and they came running over and they're asking me for money because they saw me give this kid money. And it's actually dangerous to do that because other kids can beat up that kid and, and take it. I learned that actually going to Kenya and Ethiopia afterwards to volunteer. Um, but anyways, I remember having all these kids follow me around Angkor Wat. There's probably 15 or 20 kids asking me for money. And, and I just remember feeling so bad. What was supposed to be such a beautiful moment and experience was actually very painful because I wanted to give more. I really did but I couldn't. I just, I just couldn't. I just was in so much scarcity. I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't. I didn't. I, I mean, I had the money, but I, it was this conflict within myself. I'm like, shit, I need this money to, 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 to continue my trip, and, but I want to give. They need it so much more than me. And I remember just having that conflict and being bad and feeling frustrated and thinking to myself, Never again. I'm never going to again be in a position where I want to give and I can't. I want to be so abundant in my life that I can just give and I can change other people's lives with that and make an impact in this world. Man, there's so many experiences, little stories like that that I could share with you that motivated me, that were part of my why and my purpose. So 
what is your why? What is your purpose for creating wealth? I know I'm spending a lot of time on this, but it's that important. This is the 80% that is going to lead to your wealth and success. The other 20%, the other things I'm going to share with you guys are a lot easier once you really get this down. Because if you want it bad enough, you find the way, you make the way. If there's a wall in front of you, a challenge, an adversity, if you want it bad enough, you find a way over the wall, around the wall, through the wall. You break through the wall. You'll get on the other side of that wall. You will make your success a part of your reality if you want it bad enough. Okay? So that's why you got to find out what this is. Why do you want to create wealth? Write down whatever comes up for you. Maybe so you can prove other people wrong and show them what's possible. Maybe so that you can prove yourself what you're truly capable of. Maybe so that you can live your life financially free. You never again have to work another job for somebody else building their dream and not your own. Maybe it's so that your kids can be taken care of and have the best education, the best resources that you didn't have growing up. Maybe so that you can travel the world and experience it fully. Maybe so that you can never going to have to be in debt and struggle and have anxiety and stress around money. Maybe so that you can contribute in these beautiful ways that you want to. Maybe so that you can grow and actualize your potential to be the best version of yourself. Maybe so that you have the time so you can focus on your mental health and your health and your spirituality and things that matter in your life, your relationships, and not being a slave working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, but instead you can you know, maybe work 10 hours a week or have, financial, have enough passive income and financial freedom. You don't have to work at all and you can spend your time really enjoying your life and pursuing the things you really want to pursue. I don't know what your reasons are. Whatever it is, make a list. Make a list of 100 reasons. I challenge you to do that. If you have that list, you can remind yourself of that daily. You're going to feel unstoppable. You're going to feel motivated. And you got to know them so well that if someone were to wake you up in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, start shaking you and say, tell me what your vision is. Tell me what your purpose or why is for creating wealth. you got to be able to say it just right then and there without thinking about it. That's how well you've got to know why you want this. Okay. If you can really ingrain that within your psyche everything else is going to come is going to come as part of the process because you will you will create your success not that you won't fail and have disappointment you will but you'll fail forward and you'll keep moving forward towards creating your wealth so that's the first step which i spent a lot of time on but let's move a little bit faster now step number 2 is you got to cultivate the wealth mindset and habits mindset and habits guys there are certain beliefs that you need to upload in your brain that are going to allow you to create wealth. And there are certain beliefs that are going to hold you back and prevent you from having success. Limiting beliefs. Oftentimes we adopt those from our environment, our parents. If your parents taught you that money is bad and rich people are evil and greedy and selfish, what are your chances of ever becoming a rich person? You're not because as long as you link pain to people that are wealthy, you'll never become that. If instead you link pleasure to people that are wealthy and you look up to them, you're not jealous or envious, but you celebrate them. You say, wow, oh my gosh, I acknowledge that person. That person has a Lamborghini. That's amazing. That person must have added value in the world in some way. They must have cultivated themselves and have a certain level of confidence. Maybe they built a successful business. Maybe they're providing jobs for others. Maybe they're doing, you know, um, you know, they had an idea and they turned that into reality. All these things that you can acknowledge that they're a hard worker that you can celebrate them and, and tip your hat to that person and show some respect to them. And when you look up to people that are like that, you're more likely to become it. But if you think that rich people are assholes, then you'll never become one because you don't want to be an asshole. That's an example of a belief that's going to shape whether or not you pursue wealth. So you've got to identify what are your beliefs that are holding you back and you've got to overcome them. 
You know, if you have the belief that, you know, money is the root of all evil, then you're not going to pursue it. And it doesn't even say that in the Bible. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. When you obsess over it so much and you make money your God, you know, and you are greedy and selfish at the expense of everything else, then that, that's not healthy, that's not good, and that's not what I advocate. I advocate life mastery and balance in your life. You're going to have to make a sacrifice and grind and hustle for a period, but it's also that you can cultivate a beautiful life and have balance and give and pay it forward. And that's what I hope that you guys do when I give you this information. I share what I share with you guys. It's so that hopefully one day you can do well enough and you can do this for someone else and pay it forward. That's really what I want by sharing information like this and sharing what I know is so that, so that all of us can continue to share this with the world and you can share this with your kids and your grandkids and you know, we don't, I'm not here to just hoard all this information to myself. I want to share it so that everyone can prosper. So if you want to become wealthy, mindset, habits, one of the most important things is to make wealth and success a study. Study other people that are wealthy, read their books, go through their courses, go to their events, their seminars, find out what they're doing because success leaves clues. You know, you can read books like The Millionaire Next Door. You can read books like The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker or Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki or Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I actually did a video sharing with you some of the best books you can read to become wealthy. You know, so you can read some of those books and you can find out what they did and you can apply that and you can take their mindset and take the strategies and that's an important step that you're going to always have to rinse and repeat, okay? Uh, learning how to delay gratification. That's a mindset because a lot of people, they want it, they make their money and what do they do with it? They spend it. They spend it on entertainment, fun, eating out, all these things that give them immediate gratification and pleasure, but it's at the expense of their long-term. If instead they could delay gratification, save that money, invest that money in their future, that's a formula for creating wealth. That's a mindset. That's a habit. You got to be willing to make short-term sacrifices for the long-term gain. That's a mindset. And that means that you got to know what you want and why you want it to be able to make those sacrifices. If it's important enough to you, you'll do it. Also, your work ethic. That's a habit. Even, you know, uh, cultivating the habit of over-delivering and giving more than any, anyone else. You can practice that in your job. You can practice that every day, being the best at what you do, doing more than what you get paid for. Because is that not a success principle? Is that not one of the most important mindsets and habits to cultivate in business? That if you give me and we're in, you know, I'm, I'm in business and we do a transaction, you pay me $100 for my product, you know, and I just give you the product, that's a transaction, but it doesn't mean that we're going to build a long-term relationship or I'm going to build a brand. The way I can build a brand is you give me 100 bucks, and I'm going to give you $200 worth of value. I'm going to give you $500 worth of value. I'm going to give you $1,000 worth of value for your $100, and I'm going to over-deliver. Do you think that's going to make a difference in my business? Of course. You know, of course, you're going to want to do business with me again. You're going to want to tell your friends. We're going to build a long-term relationship. I can build a brand that way. I mean, that's what I try to do with my YouTube videos. You're not paying anything to watch this video, but I'm just trying to give, 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 give. I know I can just create a 10-minute video and give you the information, but I'm giving you my heart and my soul and every ounce of myself because I'm trying to communicate this with passion and enthusiasm, use everything I possibly can to get through to you how important this is so that you actually take action and you apply that. And I know I can't do that in just a 10-minute video. I've got I've to challenge you. I've got to... I've gotta, um, I've got to say things in a certain way, share a few stories, and, and, and communicate in a variety of different ways to influence you to make the changes you need to make in your life. 
Okay, so that's a mindset and that's a habit. Even the mindset of how you deal with failure and disappointment. Some people, they have the mindset that failure destroys them and they make a meaning of it that they're not good enough and I lost my time and I lost my money, didn't work out the way I expect and they give up. That's a mindset for failure. The mindset of success and wealth is that when you do fail and you do have disappointment and things didn't work out the way you expect, you learn from it, you find the good, you find the value in it and you fail forward and you continue to go from failure to failure to failure and not lose your enthusiasm along the way. And you keep trying and you change your approach and you adapt and every experience builds off of one another and eventually over time, it might take a matter of years, but now you built something because you allowed your failure to be your greatest lessons and learning and growth to get to where you want to be. That's a mindset. That's why this is important. That's why I'm spending the time on step number two. So do you get it? Do you get how important this is and how your mindset and your inner game is going to really dictate your success and allow you to implement everything else that I share with you? Hopefully you do and hopefully you take me up on some of the books that uh, I, I shared but I'll also link below in the description to the other video that goes more in depth into that. I've got other videos here on Project Life Mastery. Go into Mindset. You can subscribe here for my YouTube channel, my podcast to learn more. But I wanted to touch on this subject because it's that important. Let's move on to step number three. Number three is you've got to know where you're starting from. You've got to know what your net worth is. Okay, that's the scorecard. That's the number that matters most. It's not how much money you make. It's how much you keep. Okay, because there's a lot of people out there and they're making money, but they're spending their money. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're never really getting ahead because it's what you keep. It's your net worth. That's the number you really got to measure. And you got to know what that is because that's where you're starting from. So the way you know what your net worth is, and I've got actually a video I did years ago on the subject, but you got to know what your assets are, okay? Your assets would be cash that you have in the bank, investments that you might have. It could even be, you know, your business is an asset, your computer is an asset, that if you were to sell it and liquidate it, you might get a thousand bucks for it or whatever it might be. But you got to know what your assets are, but also know what your liabilities are. And your liabilities would be debt, for example. So for example, if you had $5,000 in the bank, but let's say you got 40,000 in student loan debt, what's your net worth? Well, you take your assets and you subtract your liabilities. You would have, I said 40,000, I think, 40,000 in student loan debt, but you have 5,000, you'd have negative $35,000 net worth. <laughs> that's not good, but that's a starting point to know where you are, and we gotta figure out how we can get you in the positive, how we can get you to a million dollar net worth or even beyond that. Now, of course, someone, you know, looks at their student loan debt as an investment because they're paying that money to get an education. That education is going to be worth them getting a great job that can allow them to pay that off. But you got to know where you are. So one of the most important things you can do, and this is a habit that you do every three months, every quarter, is what you do is you have a spreadsheet on your computer and you track what are your assets and what are your liabilities. What is your net worth? Okay. And and what you want to do is by every quarter tracking this, you want to make sure your net worth is going up, right? So if you have investments, for example, those are assets, real estate, whatever might be your business, although it could be hard to determine the value of your business, you need an evaluation for that, but you can figure out a multiple and you know, determine what you know, it roughly could be worth. But you want to see, wow, every three months, every quarter, my assets are going up and my liabilities are going down. You know, meaning I'm paying off debt. I'm, you know, getting rid of things that are just sucking money from me and not allowing me to move into a great net worth. Okay, so you want to make sure you track, you know where you're starting from and how that is progressing. 
And that's how you can measure your progress to make sure you know what your net worth is and once you become a millionaire, okay? So tracking that is key. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Step number four, we'll move a little bit faster now, is to master money management. Man, you've got to become a master of money. This means you've got to know... You got to know what your income and what your expenses are and you have to track it. You have to be on top of your finances because all wealthy people that I know of are good money managers. Okay, so here's something that you can do because a lot of people, they have money coming in and they have money coming out. Income, expenses, but they have no idea actually how much money is coming in and what their expenses are. They don't know how much they have that they're able to save or invest. And this is really important. Because the key to creating wealth, you might want to write this down, this is the formula, is to spend less than you earn and invest the difference. Spend less than you earn and invest the difference and then reinvest those profits to create even more wealth. But if instead you're spending what you earn, there's no difference that you can save or invest and so you're spinning your wheels and you're never getting anywhere. You can never live paycheck to paycheck. If you are you're not managing your money effectively. So learning how to manage your money is key. If you can't manage the money you have now, and it might not be much, then how do you expect to manage hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars? You gotta first figure out how to manage what you have. If you can manage what you have, then managing more money is gonna be a lot easier for you. That's why a lot of people, they win the lottery, they get millions of dollars, and they lose it all. How is that possible? because they're still, you know, they don't know how to manage their money. They spend their money, they make bad decisions with their money, they sabotage it in some way, shape, or form. It's the equivalent of someone who's 300 pounds, they get a surgery for liposuction, you remove 150 pounds of fat from their body, sure enough, in a few years, they end up 300 pounds again. They gain back the weight that they lost. Why? Because not unless they change the way they eat (laughs) or change their activity throughout the day and exercise more and build actual positive habits, then sure enough, they're just gonna eat, 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 sit around on the couch and they're gonna gain all the weight back. So that's why you gotta learn how to manage your money. So one of the most important things you can do, I did this every single week. Every week I had a spreadsheet on my computer. I would track my income. So I'd log into my online bank accounts, my credit cards, all of that. I never use cash, I just always use uh, credit and debit cards in my online bank because I could track everything a lot better that way. So I'd see, okay, every month I have this amount of money coming in. That's my income. What were my expenses? And I'd categorize them. This is how much money I put towards dining out. This is how much money I put towards groceries. This is how much money that I spent this last week on my phone bill or going to the gym or my rent or my car payments or whatever it might be. And I would track it. And the reason why I do it every week is that every week I could set a budget for myself. And if I'm overspending in one area, I can catch myself and stop it, make an adjustment so that I don't overspend. But if you do it every month, it's kind of easy to, you know, at the end of the month realize, shoot, I overspent. I didn't follow my budget. And, you know, now I'm in a negative and now I'm building up credit card debt because that's how people end up getting in debt. They're just not managing their money effectively. So this is something that can actually become fun. 
You know, it's something that takes a little bit of time, but it shouldn't be too hard if you don't have too many expenses. But I would log into my online banking and put in, okay, this is how much money I spent this week on coffee shops. You know, and those numbers start to add up and you look at it and you can start to think, okay, how can I cut down some of my expenses? How can I increase my income? How can I save a certain amount of money every single month so that I have that money to invest it in myself or a business or investment opportunities? Because that's how I'm going to create wealth. You're not going to do it by spending what you earn. You've got to spend less than what you earn. You've got to make a sacrifice. You've got to decide on a certain amount of money every single month that you're going to save and put aside that you don't touch. And that money is going to be used as an investment in your future. And that might mean you've got to cut back. It might mean you have to move out of your place and downsize or get rid of your car because maybe the car you have is a nice car, but you can't really afford it. You know, I had to drive a beat up 1989 or 1986 Honda Civic that I had for years and I paid like $1,500 for it. I eventually sold that so I could take the bus and I eventually lived on my friend's couch for a year to save money. I was willing to pay that price because part of getting what you want is knowing what you have to give up to have it. And I I was willing to make those sacrifices because my why was so strong. I was willing to sacrifice to get ahead further and I had $15,000 in credit card debt I realized I can pay that debt off a lot sooner and faster if I make some of these sacrifices. So mastering your money, another key component of this is you want to make sure you have three to six months in savings of whatever your monthly expenses are. So if your expenses are two grand a month, you want to have at least $6,000 saved. Okay, That's for an emergency. That's for you lose your job, your business goes under, uh, you have a huge medical expense, you have an emergency that you can pull that money from and that's your security that allows you to sleep at night. Because the position you never want to be in is you have your investments, you have no savings and you got to sell your investments for an emergency. That's not good because maybe you have to sell your investment or you have to try to figure out how to come up with the money and it might not be the most ideal time for that. That's not good. So I know it might be hard to build up to that but you want to you want to really work your butt off to get to that position where you have three to six months in savings because once you do, you have that foundation that everything else I'm going to share with you is going to allow, allow you to create that wealth so much faster. Okay, so let's move on to step number five. Step number five. Are you following me so far? I hope you are. If you're getting a lot of value from it, I'd appreciate it if you give me a thumbs up on this video. Thank you so much. Of course, leave a comment, subscribe as well, but let's move on. Number five is to set financial goals. This is so important. Your goals are the targets that you're after. And there are several different types of goals you're going to have to set for yourself. Now, your goals are different than a vision. Your vision is 10 years, 20 years from now. It's the big picture. It might even seem crazy and even unrealistic. Your goals, you want to make sure they're attainable and realistic because when you set your goals, you want to make sure that you can achieve them. And every goal that you achieve, you get confidence. Your self-esteem goes up and success breeds more success. You get momentum from that. So, for example, you might set goals every month or every quarter and every year of how much money you want to make. So, you got to set goals to try, try to figure out how can I make more money. Okay, even with the job you have right now, how can I make an extra two hundred dollars this month? Okay, if you set that as a goal, and you know why you want it, you'll figure out the how. You'll okay, maybe I can do construction work, or maybe I can clean a house on a weekend and make two hundred bucks. Maybe I can do a car wash and raise some money that way. Maybe I can cut lawns. There's all these, maybe I can sell some stuff I don't need. But when you set a goal for yourself, you can figure out how to achieve it. And when you achieve your, your goals every month, every quarter, then you're, you're moving towards that vision. 
because your goals are really just the stepping stones that allow you to turn your vision into a reality. So you might set goals on making more money. You might set goals for starting a business. And maybe you have goals for your business about getting your website up or launching your product in the next three months or uh, you know, setting up your social media campaign or whatever it might be. You want to have maybe goals on cutting back, right? You might try to figure out, okay, how can I cut back on expenses or how can I get a better job even? How can I get a promotion? How can I maybe replace this job with a better job that can pay me more money? Maybe I can do a, a side hustle. I don't know what it is, but you got to have goals that you're moving towards and you're setting for yourself. Maybe it's paying off debt. Maybe it's saving more. Like, you, you know, maybe right now you're saving 10% of what you earn. Maybe you can do 15%, 20% and stretch yourself and be creative with that. So you got to be setting goals consistently, okay? Because the goals are what's going to allow you to make progress on where you want to be, okay? So that's step number five. And I'm going over some of these a little bit quicker because I've got other videos that go more in depth into goal setting and all of that. But I really want to get into the meat of how to create wealth. And I feel like I've given some good foundation and habits and mindset to get you started. Those are things you always have to cultivate and work on. But let's move on to some of the meat. And this is where we really move into the hustle and the grind stage, okay? This is still actually part of strategy. And step number six is you gotta choose your vehicle for wealth. You gotta choose what is your vehicle for creating wealth. What do I mean by that? You gotta look at your vision and what you want. And then you gotta ask yourself, what's the best path for me to get there? Now, what are the options that you have? Okay, well, maybe one option is working at your job. Maybe you've got a job right now. If you stick with that job over the next 20, 30 years, maybe you get some promotions. Maybe you move up the company ladder a little bit. That's a vehicle that you're going to put your time, your energy into, and it's going to produce income for you. But is that vehicle going to allow you to create that vision? And, and, and if so, how is it going to help you create that vision? You got to figure that out. You got to map that out. Maybe it's not. Maybe you need a different vehicle. You know, for example, I looked at for me, okay, if I go to university and let's say I spend the next five years getting an education, I invest tens of thousands of dollars. Well, now I'm in a position in my mid twenties, um, tens of thousands of dollars in debt, but I've got this degree. Well, what kind of job would that degree get me? Like how much money can I make from that? What can I expect? So I do some research on that and I say, okay, well maybe I can start making 60 grand or 70 grand a year, but I've got to pay off this debt. Okay, well, how long is it going to take me making 60, 70 grand a year to pay off that debt? Okay, it's going to take me a few years. Okay, then what's the potential of what this degree, what's the, the best of what this can get me? If I continue to, you know, gain experience and, you know, maybe find better companies that I can work for, maybe eventually I make 100000 a year or 120000 a year. But I had to really look at that. Okay, even if, even if I make 120 k a year after taxes, let's say that I save and invest this amount of money, is that going to lead me to my vision and the life that I want? Is that going to create wealth? And it was, the answer was no. So scratch that. That's not a vehicle. That's not the strategy that's going to get me to where I want to be. So then I started realizing that the most successful and wealthiest people are entrepreneurs. They're people that have started their own business. And they've taken their idea, they turn it into a reality, or they create a product, they sell it on the internet or, or whatever it might be. There's many different types of business that are out there. So I started studying that and I realized that there's a lot of people, they start a business with nothing or with very little money, but they end up becoming wealthy in five years or 10 years. And so I started to study them. 
And I realized that I can learn from books and I can learn from courses and I can learn. I more got into the internet business because I saw the potential of that and the trend of that, that more and more business was happening online and, you know, people consuming content on the internet. And there's so much opportunity that opened with that. And I realized the best way to learn that are people that are actually doing it and getting results. And I started finding people on the internet and they had courses and training programs and I signed up for them and I went to seminars and events and hired coaches and mentors and you know, I invested way less than I would have had to invest by going to school. But within a matter of years, I was actually having a business that was making incredible money and changed my life versus instead of getting a degree that had the potential to make me money. Instead, I was actually achieving a result with my investment of my time and money simultaneously. So I realized that's, that's a vehicle that would get me there because I started seeing people that were making millions of dollars on the internet and I thought, oh my gosh, if they can do it, I can do it too. There's strategies, there's things that they're doing. If I learn that and I study and master that, then that can, that can be the vehicle that can get me there. And I can leverage technology and get there a lot easier than ever before. So that was an example of a vehicle. Now, maybe for example, you have a great job. Maybe you make six figures, you're doing great. Maybe your vehicle instead, if you love your job and you wanna keep with it, maybe your vehicle is investing. Maybe you have a lot of money that your job provides for you that you could save and invest and you can really create a lot of wealth through investing that money in, in uh, real estate or stocks or cryptocurrency or whatever it might be. Maybe that's one of your vehicles that you really decide to focus on. And you can actually have more than one. For example, for me with my business, I kind of looked at businesses as more of the short-term vehicle. So with business, it's more short-term because it's really hard to say where my business is going to be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, and even it's harder to know where I'm going to be. Am I still going to be passionate about this 10 years from now? That's why a lot of people, they start a business, they build it, but often a lot of businesses get sold in five or 10 years because the business owner is like, you know what? I made a lot of money from this. It's worth a million bucks, two million bucks. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to take that money. I'm going to invest it in different ways. And now I'm going to start a new business or a new thing that I'm passionate about. And so it's very difficult when you have your own business project where you're going to be, your business is going to be, or if it's an online business for Amazon or Google or YouTube and all this is going to be 10 or 20 years from now. But in a business, you can make way more money a lot sooner and a lot faster than a job. And so I looked at my business, I can generate all this cash flow and then I can take that, then I can invest it, then I can invest it in real estate and stocks and index funds and maybe even cryptocurrency and other investments. And then those are going to be the long-term investments that will lead to my long-term financial freedom that eventually I can live off the money and what that produces for me. So I had a vehicle like that. And with my business, I'll continue doing it and pivot and, 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 and do certain things. I don't need to be involved as much uh, in it as much as I used to, but I also know that long-term my investments are going to take me much further, but it's my business that allowed me to make the money, that vehicle to invest in stocks and real estate and all that sort of stuff. Because for me, if you, know, if you have a job, it's very difficult to invest a lot of money from that. You, know, you can save a couple hundred bucks a month or maybe a thousand, two thousand bucks, three thousand bucks a month. It's just going to take you a long time. But if you have a business that's producing 10,000, 20,000, 30, 50, 100,000 a month, in my cases, I've had you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars that I've made in months, you know, just in one month that I've been able to take that money on a big launch or big project that really paid off and I can take that and I can invest it. And when you have tens of thousands or even a hundred thousand plus that you can invest every single month, that's a game changer in how much money you can really grow your wealth. 
You know, and that's why, for example, last year during the pandemic, when the market crashed in March, I had a million dollars that was put aside in my brokerage account that I was able to invest and take advantage of that, you know, because I was preparing already for a crash even before the pandemic. But that was money that was made in my business that I was able to deploy when opportunity presents itself. And I was able to make a ton of money from that, you know, as the economy and the markets recovered. So that's what a great vehicle can allow you to do is it can allow you to get there so much faster and so much easier, but you got to know what the vehicle is. And once you know what it is, now you're transitioning more into the hustle and the grind because step number seven is you've got to master your wealth vehicle. You've got to master it. If you decide, you know what, I'm going to start an e-commerce business online, master it. Who do I need to learn from? What courses? What books do I need to read? What do I need to study? What habits do I need to cultivate? What mindsets? What podcasts do I need to listen to every single day to feed my mind and upload this information, this mindset in my brain? What are the tools and the strategies and the events that I can go to and how can I immerse myself in this for the next year so that I can become a master of this and truly succeed? You know, so it's not gonna happen just by you being an amateur. You've gotta go deep. You can't stay at the surface. You can't pursue shiny objects and jump from one to the next to the next. You gotta pick one thing and go deep into it. You know, for me, it started off with affiliate marketing and learning marketing and search engine optimization and I was able to make money from that, but that led, I started mastering internet marketing, but that led more into creating content and then it led into publishing books on Amazon and then it led to all these other things, right? Because I decided that I was gonna master it and get really good at internet marketing and that opened up so many doors for me. Even back when I was 21 years old, I wanted to become a professional speaker and coach and so I really worked on that skill set and I started working on it and that ended up um, being a skill that I've been able to monetize today in the way that I have with my YouTube channel reaching over 60 million people and over a million subscribers and millions of more through a podcast and everything else it's because I really focus on mastering that, mastering speaking, mastering coaching, right? So these are things that I identified, okay, these are the vehicles and here, here are the high income skills that make up this vehicle because here's how it works. When you start a business, especially when you don't have much money to start or no money, it's almost like you're on a soccer team but you're playing every position on the team. You're playing goalkeeper, you're playing defense, you're playing midfield, you're playing forward, you're playing striker, you're playing coach, you're playing general manager, you're doing everything, okay? And that's hard because you have to learn all these different skills and you have to become competent at a lot of them. But at a certain point, you're gonna identify what's my high income skill? What is the skill that I have that is, comes easiest to me and produces the most amount of money? It's really focusing on mastering that skill and it can be more than one. So again, for me, that was speaking and coaching. It was also learning how to write and do copywriting and blogging and SEO is also creating products and launching those products and a lot of marketing skills and sales skills. But guess what? There's a lot of other positions I was playing on the field in my business I'm not good at. I'm not good at accounting and bookkeeping. I'm not good at the legalities. I'm not good at hiring people and managing people. I'm not good with, there's a lot of things I'm just not good at. And that's okay because you don't need to. You just have to be good at one primary thing that you rinse and repeat. And I'd say the most important one is gonna be sales and marketing because that's the lifeblood of any business. But at a certain point, you can move on to the next step, which I'll get to in a minute, which really allows you to skill to even crazier levels of wealth. Because when you start, let's say, a business and you master that business and you find your high income skill, that's enough to get you to six figures. 
Okay, that's enough to get you to a six-figure income, but to get to seven-figure income and to create the next level of wealth, which a lot of people never get to because they stay stuck because they want to be a business operator and they never become the business owner. They want to work in the business, not on the business. The next step, number eight, is learning how to create leverage and scale your business or scale your vehicle to that next level. So this is the ability where you create a system. You're, you're making money. Maybe you're making money because you mastered your business, sales, marketing, whatever it is, whatever the process is. You've gotten good at it. That might take a few years, right? And you get good at it by going through courses and trainings and you just go deep and you immerse yourself. But once you've got that down, now you've got to think, okay, how can I scale this and how can I work smarter? Okay, I don't want to always have to grind and hustle. I want to outsource things and leverage onto other people. So an example of this is you might make a list of everything you're doing and you're playing all these different positions and you realize, okay, well, what if I hire someone to be the goalkeeper? You know, for example, let's say I hire someone to do customer support because I, you know, at first I was doing customer support in my business and I realized if I hire someone else to do this for me, I'm going to free up all this time and now that time I can then dedicate to other things that are going to make me more money, right? Or if I hire an assistant, for example, another position and Let's say they do 10 hours a week, they offload of what I would normally spend my time doing. And let's say I pay them $20 an hour, that's $200 a week. Well, maybe for me at this stage, one hour of my time is worth 200 bucks and I can spend that on another part of my business that's gonna generate way more revenue, right? So it's thinking in that way, right? So what can you free up in your time? Because your time is money. At a certain point, you gotta know what your time is worth. You know, and, and dedicate that time on things that produce the most revenue and outsource everything else. And for me, I realized I was spending a lot of time doing things that didn't matter. Didn't, I didn't enjoy it, was not fulfilling for me, was not making me any more money. So I'd outsource that to other people. So I was using now my money as a tool to leverage myself. So for example, I'd hire someone to clean. Why clean and spend that number of hours a week to do that when I could hire someone else to do that for me? and that'd free up my time. I could hire someone to cook my meals or prepare my meals and deliver them to me. That's gonna save me a couple hours a week. I could hire an assistant. I could hire someone to do my landscaping. I could hire a babysitter to take care of my kids. There's all these things that I can use money for at a certain point to create more time and more time to be able to dedicate on what matters is gonna allow you to scale your business. Okay, so thinking in that way is really important. But also you can use technology to scale. So for example, when I was doing public speaking and coaching, you know, I'd, I would speak to people and have to hustle to get 10, 20 people to come to a room to listen to me speak. Well, I realized what if I use YouTube and technology and I can do a talk and instead of reaching 10 or 20 people, I can leverage technology and have thousands of people watch my message, right? Or if I'm doing coaching, there's only so many people that can coach one-on-one. -on -one. What if instead I took the process of what I'm coaching people for and I package that and create it into an online course and now I no longer can only reach five people in a day coaching one-on-one, -on -one, but now I can reach hundreds or thousands of people because I've made it duplicatable and leverage it with technology by putting it in video inside a course. So that's working smarter, guys. It's, it's figuring out how to get more done in less time and be able to prioritize what is gonna make you the most money and and outsource and delegate the things that you're spending time doing they're just not important for you they're not in your in, in your high income skill and going to produce the most wealth okay so that's step number eight okay step number nine 
is where you're moving more into the investing stage. And in this stage, you're working even, even smarter and not as hard. Okay. This means that you have money, but it's what you do with that money. Okay. It's learning how to, of course, manage it, which you've already cultivated the skill of early on in the journey, step number two or three or whatever it was, you have to continue to cultivate that skill of managing your money because now you'll be making a lot more of it. And at this stage is trying to figure out how can I have my money work for me and I no longer have to trade my time for money as you might have to in your business or your job or other vehicles. But at this stage, it's really trying to figure out, okay, if I have 10 grand, how can I make turn that into $20,000 or how can I eventually over five or 10 years have that turn into $100,000 and it's becoming a master of investing and with this there are certain vehicles you have to choose it could be real estate it could be stocks or index funds or investing in other businesses whatever whatever it might be but you want to pick one to really go deep with there's a lot of strategies you know with trading or long-term investing or real estate flipping whatever it might be you don't want to overwhelm yourself with too many things. For me, excuse me, for me, I usually pick one or two and go deep with that. And for me, that's investing in stocks as well as you know investing in cryptocurrency. I don't I do own a rental property as well, but you know, and I want to expand that, but I've learned that I don't want to dilute my focus too much. Um, at a certain point, actually stage number 10, we'll talk about that, but really you want to get down your investing strategy and not not um, dilute your focus, focusing on too many things. Okay, so you wanna pick your vehicle with that, but also in this stage, you're in a position where you have a lot more money to invest. You should have over a thousand a month to be able to invest with at this stage. If not, you've gotta go back to an earlier step and grind and hustle and find ways to produce more revenue with so that you can invest a lot more with. Because otherwise, again, if you just have a couple hundred bucks a month to save and invest, nothing wrong with that. But if you don't have anything else to produce cash flow to invest with, it's just going to take you 30, 40 years to create wealth. The way you fast track it is really mastering a vehicle and getting good at it like business. That's what's going to allow you to scale a lot faster and have more money to invest with. Okay, so you want to make sure that you, you, you move into that stage. And you know, if you look at some of the top entrepreneurs out there, that's the stage that they've moved into. If you look at even a Jeff Bezos who's now stepping down from Amazon. I mean, he went through the grind and the hustle, and I'm you know, sure he's been grinding and hustle all the way up until now he's stepped down from the leadership position, but he moved more into leverage, right, by hiring people and bringing in his executives and whatnot to, to manage the business for him, uh, and as well as you know, investing his money. But now he's been pulling money out of Amazon and optimizing, which is step number 10, optimizing your wealth to diversify and do you know other things with his money, but he doesn't have to work nearly as hard as he did before. Now at this stage, if someone like that is working their ass off, they're doing because they love it, it's their passion, it's their mission in life. A Warren Buffett would be an example of that. But if you look at like a Mark Cuban, you know, Mark Cuban, he, he had his grind and his hustle and he built his business, he sold it for billions of dollars. And he still hustles and he grinds, but now he uses leverage and now he works smarter and he doesn't need to work as hard as he did before. Same thing with a Kevin O'Leary, same thing with, you know, even an Elon Musk, you know, and he built his businesses, he built PayPal and sold it and got into other things. But he's now at a stage, he still works his ass off because he wants to, you know, he has a big mission and a big um, goal that he wants to actualize and his vision is different than most. 
but he doesn't need to and it's really working smarter and making better decisions and investing and all of that stuff that really makes the biggest difference for him at this point. So step number 10 is now optimization, optimizing your wealth. This is the stage that you're making money, you've got a, a, a significant amount of it, but it's realizing that your taxes is one of the most important expenses you're gonna have and figuring out how you can strategize around that to pay less. How you can have more money in your pocket. What are the strategies available for you? Now, for me personally at this stage when I was making millions of dollars and paying half of my income in taxes, I realized, you know, what if I move and give up my residency in Canada and I go travel the world, become a digital nomad, move to Panama, set up an offshore corporation in Singapore, consult with all the experts to do that, and it was not easy, cost tens of thousands of dollars to do all that stuff, but I did the math and realized if I do that for a few years, I'd literally save millions of dollars in taxes. And that's money that I can use to save and invest and build my net worth a lot faster than if I were living and paying half of my income in taxes. And I don't wanna do that forever, you know. but it's a stage in my life that I was willing to go through to accelerate my net worth. you know. And you can consult with tax advisors that can give you amazing advice. It's not cheap to do, but at this stage you have enough money that it makes sense to do so because you can significantly cut back on uh, your expenses and, and have more money to invest and to get to your wealth goals a lot faster. At the optimization stage, you're also gonna focus on diversification and allocating your investments. And so maybe you don't, you know, for me, I don't wanna have all my investments in stocks. I wanna branch off and have some in real estate and different asset classes and things like that long-term, you know, and even have some in cryptocurrency and have some in metals like gold and silver, you know, and so it's thinking on that way where you're rebalancing things and you're thinking big picture, okay, and how you're gonna create the next level of wealth and knowing what your goal is of what's that amount that you need to be truly free where you can do what you want, when you want, you no longer have to even run a business if you don't want to, you can literally do nothing all day and be taken care of for the rest of your life. That's what you gotta figure out, and everyone's got a different goal of how much money they wanna have. Some people, they wanna have multiple homes and a yacht, and maybe become a billionaire, right? That's a different vision than someone maybe like myself or maybe like you. You know, maybe you're comfortable having a couple million bucks, and that produces a six-figure income for you, you know, every year, and that's more than enough for you to live the life you wanna live. So it's figuring that out, and that's a fun stage to, to really be in, and a stage that you'll always kind of, um, come back to and focus on because you'll always be optimizing things as you go. Those are the 10 steps, my friends. Those are 10 steps that if you follow those steps and you go deep into each one of those steps and identify what do I really need help with or what step am I in right now or what step do I need to go back to to master or focus on and get more help with, if you apply these steps, you can make as much money as you want. And it doesn't have to be over 40 years of slowly but surely getting there and waiting for your money to compound. I think it's great to do that. I do that, I teach that. That's a way to guarantee that you become wealthy at least in your lifetime when you retire, which you gotta think about your retirement. But I just gave you guys 10 steps that you can apply to get there a lot faster. Not easy, you're gonna have to go through the grind and the hustle, but if you have that vision, you have that purpose for, for it, you will find the way, you'll make the way, I have no doubt you'll make it. So my friends, I wanna wrap up this video. Don't want this to go on too much longer, but I'm gonna to link to some more resources for you guys in the description uh, to some other videos that will complement this one. If you wanna go deeper into mindset or goal setting or money management or even building an online business, 
you know, which is something that I specialize in is what really created the success for me. In fact, I put together a free quiz that if you go to www.projectlifemastery.com slash quiz and you take this quiz, based on the answers, it will help direct you into a vehicle that could be a great fit for you that can allow you to start making some money on the internet. And that could be a side hustle and it can eventually become a full-time business for you. But you can really make as much money as you want from it because the more you put in, the more you get out of it, right? So if you are interested in starting an online business, I've got content here. I've got courses, trainings, resources. I'll link to some of those below for you as well. I just want to make sure I provide that for you as well as videos on managing money and mindset around money and habits, all that sort of stuff I cover here on Project Life Mastery. So make sure you subscribe for more content from me. And of course, if you enjoyed it, give it a thumbs up and leave a comment below. Let me know what you thought. Let me know if there's something I might have missed or let me know if there's a stage or a step that you're working on right now that really resonated with you that you need to go deep with and master. Let me know. Engage with me in this video and this content so I can know where you're at and see how I can further help you get to where you want to go. Otherwise, I thank you so much. God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.